Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Friday, June 11, 2021. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS app store and find one of our locker rooms at Locker Room, changing the way that we talk sports. Got another fun episode for you guys today we're rolling on with our draft profile series it's hashtag draft season and we brought in e2 seltanen from dauber prospects to talk about samu talamala and samu salmanen a couple finished prospects uh lots of good info in this one each was a great guest i think we're gonna be i know we're at least bringing him back for two other ones that we did on that day and uh, I, I assume we're going to keep bringing him back as the, the season rolls on, as we get closer to the actual draft itself. Uh, but yeah, I'm Nolan Bianchi. I got Scotty Bentley with me. Unfortunately, still no Ethan. He's still in the process of moving, but the show must go on. It's Lemon Tree Friday. What's the update, Scott? Uh, well, as you can see, there is no longer uh, a lemon tree behind me. It is, uh, it is officially and finally been moved to the porch and uh it's a it's just you know it's a really big day it's a really well it happened <laughs> what what's today there happened tuesday i want to say well it's a big day um, for the listeners because this is the first time they're hearing about yeah, it. yeah exactly oh. so like yeah so everybody's got like their you know oh i i it you know it feels like summer when you know like baseball starts or this happens in my childhood is like summer starts when the yeah yeah <laughs> So it's officially summer uh, in Scott's house with the Lockdown Red Wings yes. podcast uh, and the Lockdown Red Wings listeners. Uh, last thing before we hop into the interview, I just want to say, first up, I apologize for the sound quality that's been coming through my speakers lately. I've been having some technical difficulties with my microphone. It shows up later on, and, and I'm going to like continue to apologize for this over and over again. But also, I've been sick, like horribly sick for about a week now. And uh, my voice, while usually nasally, is even nasalier than nasalier than usual. Uh, so thanks for sticking with me through these uh, as I try and get through these. I'm literally hoping to feel better sometime this weekend. I'm going on a full week now of feeling and talking like this. So I uh, just want to say thanks to everybody who's, you know, overlooking that. Say, hey, you know what? I can deal with that and uh, pushing through. I don't think I, I don't think I sound like this in today's interview. So that's uh, that's a good thing. Yeah, that's good. Uh, It'll be a nice uh, change of pace from the intro to the interview. <laughs> so coming up next Monday, we're going to have Tony Ferrari on. Uh, we had him yesterday to do a little bit of a draft notebook. We're going to have him back on on Monday to uh, profile Matty Beniers and Atu Ratu. Uh, Matty Beniers, probably a guy who's not going to be there for the Red Wings at six, but we got to talk about him just in case he is. Uh, lots of great conversations going on in the in those two profiles as well. So be sure to check those out. Subscribe. It's the only way to make sure that each and every morning when you wake up, uh, a new episode is waiting for you. Ready for your morning commute. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings. And lastly, 
uh, just do us a favor. If you're enjoying these draft profile series, if you've enjoyed the stuff we put out so far, just go to iTunes, leave us a review, uh, you know, give us some, give us a nice rating, uh, whatever it may be, share this podcast with somebody, you know, and who you think might find it interesting. So enjoy the interview and we'll see you back here on Monday. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. All right. We are now joined uh, by the head of European scouting for Dauber Prospects, Etu Seltanen. Uh, how's it going? Welcome. You're, you're going to help us profile some prospects today. I'm really excited to have you on. We've been DMing uh, and, and we're going to have a lot of fun today. Yeah, I hope so. I Thanks for getting me here. Now, uh, A2 is going to be kind of with us throughout this this draft season. He's going to be one of the recurring guests that we run out there. Uh, we're doing a lot of draft profiles today, but we're starting. Uh, this is this is a Samu episode. So we're looking at Samu Tuamala and Samu Salmanen. Uh, Tuamala, the right wing from Carpat. Salmanen, the center slash left wing from Yokerit. Did I say that correctly? Yeah, yeah, that's there really we, pretty close. There we close go. Close it up. Close it up, he yeah. says. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's true. Uh, so let's start with Tuamala, 5'10", 174 pounds, shoots right. Elite Prospects has him ranked 46. Dauber has him ranked 26. You have him ranked number 16th. Uh, what do you like about this kid's game? Because uh, he, he's kind of all over the place, and I think that's kind of going to be a common theme with a lot of the prospects that we talk about uh, today and, and over these next couple of weeks. Um, but he was extremely impressive in the U18s. How much do you think – that that raised his draft stock and uh, I guess just the overview of where his game is at right now. Um, well, as you said, like he was in the media's all-star team with better than Mitch Cobb, I think. And um, I think that U18 like, got his stock a little bit better, obviously, but uh, I think there, there's going to be some differences in least, obviously. And, Tuamala is a uh, why he's so high. Why I'm so high on him is because he's he has a really good upside, like really high upside. I think he his potential is to be uh like maybe first line, second line, a uh, winger winger in the NHL who can like score points and be a really good power play player. So that's why I'm high on him. And um, at this point. He's actually played first rounder for me. So he's not quite 16 anymore, but played first rounder. And that they like he he has probably the like most most important attributes that a forward can have. He can skate well and he can score goals. That's why he's like his upside is so high. And there's a lot of things in his like comprehensive game he needs to improve a lot but i i love the combination uh he has the skating and the shot combination he has so the skating is obviously like the the by far the most talked about thing with him he's he's so quick where do you think if you were just ranking like skaters that you've seen where do you think he he kind of ranks in that category just how just so people can kind of grasp how good of a skater he really is and how much of the upper echelon of this class he really is there um well that's obviously if we're talking about 21 prospects now sure maybe there's uh Fabian Lucell and Isaac Rosen maybe but there's not many like I could put in top 10 
in terms of skating for the draft. So maybe maybe somewhere around there, like let's see. I need to open my list here to see who are the <laughs> players, but maybe behind. Well, I would say Lucille's probably a better skate, still a better skater than him. He's a crosser and he's a really good skater, but top ten, maybe even top five skaters of this year's draft. Uh, when it comes to to putting it all together in the NHL, because there are a lot of guys that they come out of uh, the draft and they have great speed and that's really exciting. Or they have a great shot and that's really exciting. But I think to become a, a strong NHL player, like you need to put a lot of those things together and make them work in tandem with each other uh, to present a more overall game. Uh, a lot of people like to talk about this kid's wrist shot, his scoring ability. How will that translate, uh, in your opinion, to that next level? How does it work with his speed in terms of uh, his chance creation, whether it be uh, scoring the puck or, or making a play that sets up a goal? Mm, I think he's going to be going to need like a good playmaker in a line with him definitely in every level because he can make some uh scoring chances for himself but usually he just like oh finds the space and like finds the spot and gets the puck and then can score from there and he he likes to you know keep the puck in cycle game and like control the puck for a long long times but nearly impossible to, you know, translate to next level. So it will need to, you will need to adjust a bit, but um, I think his shot shot is going to be really good at the next level also, and he can score with it. And uh, he's also really good at like releasing it quickly and straight on skating. So I think that's a really good uh, positive in his game. All right, I got to talk to you guys real quick today about wealth front stocks, memes, rocket chips, day trading could be a lot of fun. But if you want to grow that long term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a wealth front investment account today. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can cover more than the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. And best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets. That's billion with a B. And you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash lockdown NHL. So to get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash lockdown NHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T.com slash lockdown NHL to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com slash lockdown NHL and get started today. Zetterberg got it to Datsuk. Moving right in. Oh, my God. Malmo Datsuk with five seconds left. Two to one. What uh, what do you think is, like, holding people back from putting him higher on list? I mean, obviously, we're talking about how good of a skater he is. Uh, His shot, his wrister is really good. What do you think is, is... kind of preventing him from being more in that upper echelon of uh, of this year's class? Um, he's a bit in- inconsistent. So he had like really good games where I was like, this guy's great. But then he had like those kind of games that he was like almost invisible. So that's, that's probably a one thing. Like he didn't have special points like he had about points per game but in Finland's youth when it's league 
for a first rounder, that's not so much. Like he could have had like 20 points more. And then there's obviously the defensive side of this game and the strength and size. So I think those those things, obviously physicality and defensive game are probably the negatives for most of the forwards at this age. But, you know, I think those are the things like, I don't think I I think like he's like five ten or something. So also the size, like he's pretty small also. You gotta remember that. So I think those are the things that are like cropping him at this point. With the size though, like I remember when we were going through a lot of the draft prospects for last year's class and like specifically guys in the top ten. Uh it felt like every single time, you know, we were doing one of these things, it was like the size an issue, he's only five ten, he's only five eleven. Isn't that kind of the way that the NHL is moving these days? Like, do you see that being less and less of a concern as the years go on? Yeah, I think so. I think it's not a problem anymore, but it still probably drops drops some people a bit, like some players a bit. And it's just because you can get to the NHL, you can be a really good player, even if you're not like six, five, but it's, it's harder. Like if mm. we take players who are like five, 10, not more than five, then it's, it's harder for them to get to the NHL because the game is really physical. And as we, if we look like, um, player series that they're playing right now, it's, it's a really fast and physical game. So if you're a small player, it's, it might be a problem. So his uh, his assist numbers, his playmaking ability has been pretty solid everywhere he's been. It's it's never really been, uh, you know, like leading the team numbers, but he's been in that in that top five mix and assist pretty much everywhere he's been. Uh, where do you think, just from a playmaking perspective, he kind of sits there? Is he going to be? You you mentioned earlier, obviously, you think uh, a really good playmaker kind of needs to be on the same line as him. Uh, do you think that? There's some development that could happen there. Do you think his his style is pretty much just strictly the the speed and the shot? Yeah, I think it's it's um, mostly the speed and the shot. I mean, he's a shoot first player, definitely. He sure. always wants to find uh, a chance to shoot the puck. But and there was some selfishness in some games, but. I'm not too concerned about that because, you know, every goal scorer is a bit selfish in some mm. situations. But he he improved his passing game when the season um, uh, went, went later. And um, in, in U18s, he gave some really nice passes and he wasn't just a shooter in the power play. He was more like a dual threat also, like, he showed his vision, and I think he he can give really good passes, but he, he just needs to sometimes um, find find for the bass instead of the shot. So he's a winger then. He, there's no really talk about him being more of a center, even with the speed. He's pretty much solidified there. Yeah, no, I think he's perfect winger, like 100%. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, so let's, let's say it's draft day then. Um, at what... At what point does he stop being a reach? Like, what pick does he stop being a reach? And then at what pick is it like, holy smokes, you have to grab this guy? Like, every time somebody picks, you're like, this guy's got to go. 
Or do you think that, that that might be kind of not a thing that happens this year because of the fact the draft board is kind of all over the place? Like everybody in some point is going to be like, how are you not taking this guy right here? Yeah, it's going to be like that. Definitely. But I personally would say that if he drops the second round, um, take him like the shot and, and the skating is so good. And I, I just love the upside, even though he might not have the best certainty, you know, like there's no certain NHL player in this year's draft, <laughs> even if you take it first overall. So, but, you know, in the second round, the later we go in the second round, he's, uh, he's going, he would be a steal in there. Uh, this is a big name pick for me because, you know, if the if, if Tua Misto ends up making it to the NHL, then you got Tua Misto and Tua Mala. Like that's I'm I very much when it comes to like drafting, I very much think like a like a team marketer, you know, and I'm like I've been like I've hit on uh, one thing I'm very passionate about is like drafting uh, all guys from like the same region of the world, you know, just to like have an identity in that sense. And uh, and and that would be pretty cool. Like the 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 terror duo like a play on terror duo or something like that i don't know we, we we would have to think about it uh workshop a little bit in our, in our uh, yeah. whatever but let us move on to another you know name twin of his a name parallel of his samu salmanen center left wing out of your carrot u20 uh 6'3, 190 shoots left number 43 on elite prospects board number 37 on dauber and not in the top 32 for a2 south tenens board uh he led the he led your carrot in total points, assists, plus minus, finished second on the team in goals. Uh, was he the best player on this team this season? And, and how much was his draft stock affected uh, as the year went on? Where was he uh, compared to you know, uh, twelve months ago? And he was a uh, kind of kind of a weak victim of COVID nineteen restrictions because Jokic couldn't play uh, after the turn of the year at all. Like. Almost every team in Finland U20 league played, but Yogurt was one of one of I think three teams that couldn't play because of restrictions. So that was bad for Salmonen. But then again, he was really good in U18. So I don't know if that really um, if his draft stock changed because of that. Like he he played a really good really good autumn and. Um, yeah, like if we go 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 to his game, he's a smart, smart, skilled center man, and uh, has good soft hands, and uh, he he's a, he has a ability to make like nice skill moves, and he handles the puck pretty well in tight spaces. But what drops him out of my first round is his skating, and um, he's he's. Well, I wouldn't say bad skater, but he's not very good skater, and it will need to improve a lot because it it affects affects his pace of the game also. And you know, one of the things that we continually talk about with these prospects, it seems like, is their strength. Like, how do you get them to build that strength? Well, I have an idea. You could start feeding them built bars at an early age, and by the time they get to the NHL draft, they're going to be big and strong. Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor. But no matter which one you get, all of them are going to be deliciously healthy. Uh, most of them have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. Guys, it is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. If you're going to get that kind of nutritional value from anything, 
why wouldn't you get it from something that tastes great too? And they have nine flavors, like I mentioned, coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. So we know that there is something for everybody. If you haven't tried all the flavors, I got good news for you. You can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. So do not hesitate. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off of your first order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Down at center. Filippo is back in for Datsu. Back to Filippo. Yes. I think he's moving to NCAA next season, so I think it will improve there. And he's going to a great program in in University of Denver, like you just mentioned, Scott. I think that's really – because I feel like that's the thing about this draft is it's not like, oh, it's just been difficult for teams to scout people. It's like, no, like how many years – do you have three NCAA top five picks uh, as, or, you know, top 10 picks as well as two, three potential top 10 picks out of the Slovakian league? Like it, it's preposterous at this point. Uh, and I think there's just so many variables to it that it fascinates me because you have a guy like Salmonen who just completely had his draft year cut out of COVID. And like a guy we profiled last week, uh, Matthew Coronado, he was a guy who who was like kind of, you know, he was right there with the prospects. And then he explodes. I believe he set a, a USHL record uh, for, for points this season. Um, and now he's right up there in that, that top 10, top 15 conversation. And so uh, it can go both ways a little bit. But you mentioned the the limited sample size we do, do have of him is at the U18s. He plays pretty well. He's got uh, seven goals, two assists. And, and Finland really uh, has a really strong U18 performance. I feel like they've been doing really well uh, in, in World Junior competitions lately. Um, what do you make of that small sample size? Like, are you looking at it being like, wow, coming away even more impressed by it because of the fact that he hasn't been playing and he should have been rusty or like, I guess, how do you look at that? Is that a struggle to like not galaxy brain it too much to the point that you're like, just thinking things that don't make any sense. I guess just, how do you, how do you go through that process? Um, I mean, I think he had like 17 games before before that COVID restriction. So he had some games. So 17 is more than many, many players got this season. So it, it's not like he wasn't playing at all, but he, he had like three months that he wasn't playing. But I, I got to be honest with you, I'm not such a big fan of Solomon and and it's just I'm I'm really concerned about that skating thing because if you if you look at the NHL game, there's there's no player who's a bad skater. Like mm-hmm. there might be one or two who are not that good, but there everybody needs to skate well. And even though he's doing a lot of points, he scored amazing amount of points in junior leagues. I'm still like I'm just concerned. Um but he as you said, he was good um, in the U18, so that was good for him, and he showed that he can score a lot of points there. And uh, um, yeah, <laughs> I uh, 
Well, well, then let's talk about that. That the, and let's talk about that skinny because I also think it's like a good thing to have people on here sometimes who like don't necessarily love the player. Like I think, you know, if you bring on somebody who just loves every prospect that we talk about, you're going to run into some issues. You're going to run into people not being able to decide because they only really know good things about each player. Um, but when it comes to the skating. At six, like what? What is it for him? Is it the size? Like he he just is too big of a rig and like can't get going right away. Uh, what is it about it that that makes you think? Not only is it not good, but I don't know if it can get any better. Um, I I hope he gets it better. Obviously, I but you know it's just comprehensively it just needs to improve so much at every aspect, like. He, it's how would I say it? It's a bit clumsy, and he doesn't have the strides are a bit too short. Short. He has solid power in his strides, though, and um, the stride frequency is okay. Like he has pretty fast legs for such a big player, but there's he needs to work on his technique a lot mm-hmm. to get it better. But, you know, as so, I said, I really hope he gets it better, obviously. But, you know, I, I think that skating in the first round would be a risk. So do you think that maybe there's been some debate about, like, center or wing? Do you think that, I don't want to say, like, like hide his skating, but is there one of those positions that you think that he could be more effective in without maybe being the strongest skater ever? Do you think pretty much no matter where he's at, it's it's at a point where it's probably going to hinder him until he improves it? Um, maybe at center, yeah. Just at wing, you really need to skate. Sure. Like, and you need to be fast to be defender. So I, I'd say center, and I think he's a center man. I, I don't he might have to play in a wing next season if he can't improve his skating enough. But I I would put him in center personally because he's he's just so much better there. And I don't that I don't know if I've seen him in the wing. Maybe in uh exhibition games this season. There were a couple of finished U eighteen exhibition games there, but I I definitely see him as a center. Well, I think most people, uh, including yourself, see him going outside of the first round. Dauber says he could be a steal in the second round uh, because of that ceiling. We're like, I guess what what are the odds that he reaches the ceiling? What are the odds that he puts that all together? And what, I guess mainly what kind of player can he be at the NHL level if he is able to, to put it together and, and get his skating together and, and make it to the NHL? I think he definitely can can be a second line center, even a first line center, who knows? Because mm. he he's, he has scored so many points during his um, junior career. But if he, if we are talking about bigger odds, I think he could be a middle six center man who scores points. And um, he He's not very good defensively at the moment, but he has a really good defensive effort. Like sometimes he's in wrong places and seems like he doesn't really know where to be, but the effort is there. So I think he could be like a two-way centerman who can score points and who knows, even 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 be a power play player. So the upside is pretty high. Mm-hmm. 
your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.